0: Hey everybody, in this episode we'll be talking about paper, prints, and permanence, so stay tuned. Hey everybody, Keith in here, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, and in this edition I thought what we might do is talk about three things that all go together, paper, Prints and how long are they going to last? Uh, I realize that in this modern digital age, most photographers, especially casual photographers, are not making prints anymore. They're posting online or sharing with their family digitally on Facebook, whatever. But if you are interested in having your work printed or if you're making prints and are a little confused about some of these things, uh, I'm a fine art photographer and my work culminates in a print. It has to. That's what I do for a living. That's what people put on their walls. So uh, the quality of the prints and the longevity of the prints is very important to me. So uh, I thought I would share what I've learned about the different kinds of papers, different kinds of printing processes, and uh, what you can expect to uh, happen to your prints after they're printed as far as uh, how they'll last and how long it'll be before they fade and et cetera. So this is going to primarily be about inkjet printing because that's the kind of printing most of us are doing. But before I talk about that, I thought it might be interesting to go into a little bit about traditional darkroom printing and use that as a sort of a benchmark for uh, inkjet printing. And, of course, the top of the mountain when it comes to print beauty, in my opinion, but specifically longevity, is the uh, platinum or the platinum-palladium print, which is made with an emulsion using the noble metals, platinum or platinum and palladium, or you could just do palladium. But those are known to be the most stable uh, most archival kinds of prints, and the beauty of a platinum print or a platinum palladium print is that you can you, you do your own uh, emulsion coating. So you have to put the emulsion on the paper yourself, which means you can use any kind of paper you want. And so, if you use a high quality paper, uh, a cotton paper that's you know very archival and has no uh, acid in it, your prints could, for all intents and purposes, last forever. Uh, that the platinum print will last forever it won't fade uh, it's only going to last as long as a substrate so if you put it on a high quality paper it will last for 500 years or more possibly following the platinum print of course is uh, the silver gelatin print which the archivability of that will depend a lot on how uh, well it was processed and uh, developed you know it has to be washed a certain way and dried a certain way and you can increase the longevity of a black and white silver gelatin print by toning, chemical toning. So, in other words, uh, sepia toning is a process that gives it a sort of an aged or a brownish-yellow look, but it's actually uh, an archival process. It makes the it replaces the silver in the print with uh, another metal, and it makes it uh, more uh, archival. And the same thing with selenium. Selenium prints are even more archival than sepia prints, and it gives it a different color. So, when you're toning a print, it's not only an artistic choice, but it's also... A choice to make your print last longer selenium prints will theoretically last longer than straight up uh, black and white uh, silver gelatin prints now just to be clear there are two kinds of silver gelatin prints there's the fiber-based print and there's the resin coated or rc print when you're talking about longevity the silver gelatin fiber-based print is the way to go the rc print uh which was originally created, I think, for use by the military because they needed quick processing. It was designed to be photographed, developed, printed quickly so that they could use it for intelligence purposes, like from uh, airplane flights over enemy territory or whatever. It wasn't designed for longevity. And of course, they've improved RC prints since the 70s or the 60s when this process was first created. But It's still not the most archival kind of print. I think you can expect a good quality RC paper to last 80 to 100 years maybe, whereas a good quality silver gelatin print that's been washed and dried uh, to archival standards will last hundreds of years uh, theoretically. So um, for purposes of archivability, I would stay away from RC prints if I were you. RC prints have kind of an eggshell surface. It's what they call a luster surface, and there are inkjet papers that uh, emulate that same surface. In fact, they're probably the same manufacturing process, just leaving out the emulsion would be my guess. And the same with uh, uh, the silver gelatin fiber-based papers. Those are also used. The barita surface on that is what they call it. Barium sulfate gives it a a coating that you can print on, and um, that's the same coating that was used traditionally in coated um, silver gelatin papers, and they use it now. Hanamula's got a really beautiful fine art barata paper that I've been using, and I just love it, but we'll get more into paper surfaces here in a few minutes, but before I go on, let me just say, since I just used the Hanamula brand name, that uh, this is not a sponsored podcast. No one is paying me to mention any brand names in here, and I'm not trying to sell you on any particular brand or any particular Uh, product at all this is just uh, informational and there are no financial incentives here so I just want to make that clear it's not a sponsored uh, podcast okay so how do I know about the longevity of papers I get my information from a couple of labs you can read online one is Wilhelm imaging research and another is Ardenberg imaging and there are probably others out there but these are two very authoritative ones and I generally refer to Wilhelm and generally speaking, from their results, black and white prints are going to be more archival than color prints always, whether you're talking about darkroom room prints or inkjet prints. And what Wilhelm does is they research all the newest ink formulations, all the newest printers and all the newest papers, and they do tests under controlled lighting situations for X number of hours. They expose a print on a certain kind of paper to UV light, and then they use measurement equipment to determine the amount of fading that occurred, and they extrapolate that out over hundreds of years to understand how long a print might take before it starts to fade. And you can go on and read their reports. And in fact, I've got one pulled up here. This just happens to be one that they put out in February of 2020, and I pulled it up because it's one of the newer reports. But you can go in and research all kinds of different things on their website. This is a report on the HP DesignJet Z9 Plus printer, which I know nothing about. Um, but they've put a chart here that tells you that on this printer, using photo paper, fine art media, canvas printed with the HP 746 and HP 747 vivid photo pigment inks, okay? So they've uh, developed a little chart that lists a series of different kinds of papers used in this printer, and then they've placed it under different kinds of glass conditions. And it's important to note here that, Not only are the inks and the papers that you use important for longevity, but also how you display the print is important for longevity. So if you keep it under dark conditions, in other words, you store your photos in a box, they're probably going to be much more long-lasting than if you put them in a frame and put them under sunlight. But if you use UV glass, the longevity of your print goes up exponentially. And let me just uh, read a little bit of this to you so you understand what I'm talking about here. They've tested HP Premium Instant Dry Satin Photo Paper under uh, glass, under UV light and just regular picture frame glass that lasts more than 250 years. That's pretty darn good. But if you put that same print under a UV filter glass, it lasts more than 350 years. So you gain 100 years by putting it under a UV protective glass. However, if you display that same print Uh, with no glass, just under a bare bulb, you get more than 100 years. And in dark storage in an archival box, you get more than 300 years on that print. That's pretty darn good. Now, they've also gone down and broken this out on HP Professional Matte Canvas, uh, HP Premium Instant Dry Gloss Photo Paper, and on and on. And they also tested some Canson Infinity uh, Papers, which they listed Canson Infinity Platine Rag Paper, which is a very high-quality paper, Um, that's greater than 200 years under uh, framed under regular glass, greater than 300 years under the UV filter glass, and greater than 65 years uh, displayed under a bare bulb, and greater than 400 years uh, in dark storage. And when you look at these charts like this, one thing that becomes evident is not only does the kind of paper you choose make a big difference, but how you display it makes a big difference, and it's very striking when you look at it um, side-by-side like this Um, because you can see that some papers last more than 400 years, where some papers last less than 175 years. And maybe if you're just a casual photographer, none of this matters. As long as it lasts for a couple of years and you can make reprints later if you want to, maybe it's irrelevant. But for an art photographer with a little bit of ego invested in, people are spending money on your prints, you want to know that you're giving them something that's legacy, and maybe it will outlive you, and maybe it will even be passed on to their grandkids someday. So that's kind of why I love to know that these things may last for hundreds of years if they're taken care of by the customer. Before we go any further, let me go ahead and explain in case you're not aware of this. There are two kinds of inkjet printers on the market. There are dye printers, which are usually lower cost printers, and there are pigment printers, which are usually the higher end printers. And I have to say that if you're just starting out making prints, you may not want to buy a printer just yet. You may want to just send your prints out to a lab because when you buy a printer, it means you're buying inks and inks are gold. Let me tell you, they're very expensive. And the thing about printers is once you have them set up and ready to print, you have to actually use the inks because over time, of course, if you don't print, it's not like you're saving anything because they'll clog and you just waste them. So it's kind of a continuing investment. If you're only going to make occasional prints, send them out to a lab for a while until you're sure. Now, if you're going to be doing a lot of printing, you may want to buy your own printer. So which should you get, a dye printer or a pigment printer? The truth is both make really beautiful prints, but dyes are not permanent. Dyes are not going to last forever. Pigment prints are made with inks that are uh, made from pigments, and pigments are the same things they use in paints and in other kinds of artist materials and pigments are more archival and as i said um, black and white prints are going to last longer than color prints but you can see that as these things continue to improve even color prints can last hundreds of years so it's kind of just a relative thing um, but the paper plays a big part of it so let me just kind of talk about how i got into printing and, and my development along the way of what kind of papers i've decided to use When I first started, I wanted to use an American company if possible, so I went with Moab papers. And I really liked the idea of printing on a watercolor type paper because I thought it looked more artistic. So I went with a a cotton paper from Moab. And I printed on this paper for probably over a year. And what I realized over time was that my tones were not printing reliably on the Moab cotton paper. Now, it's an uncoated paper, and I like that about it. And it's very bright white, and I like that about it. And it made really stunning prints, and it had nice range of tones. Sometimes when you're dealing with a matte paper or an uncoated paper, the blacks tend to go a little flat, and I did not want that. I wanted good, rich, dense blacks, because blacks are important in black and white photography, which is what I do. So I used the Moab for a while and realized I was having to make multiple prints to try to get my midtones correct. I, I kept having to adjust my image to get the print I wanted. And so over time, that uh, began to really bother me. And also, I, I mentioned that the Moab cotton paper was really bright white. I learned about something I didn't know about, which are called OBAs, or optical brightening agents. And when you have a super bright white paper, more than likely, it's got an optical brightening agent in it. And again, this is an additive to the paper that fluoresces when light hits it and makes it really bright white. The problem with it is these are considered fugitive, or in other words, not archival. And it's uh, thought that over time, OBAs and paper will begin to break down. And the paper itself may not disintegrate, but the whiteness will fade and your paper may turn yellow or something. And obviously, if you're printed on there, you're going to lose some image quality over time. So I began to investigate other kinds of papers, mainly because of the mid-tones problem, but also because of the OBAs. And of course, there are some very high-quality legacy firms out there making great papers and I decided to investigate the Kansan papers and the Hanamula papers. Uh, Kansan papers, Kansan Infinity, are made in France at a mill that's been making paper since the 1500s, uh, papers for artists. And Hanamula is a, uh, a company in Germany that's been making artist paper since the 1500s also. Ultimately, I did tests on uh, several types of Kansan paper and several types of Hanamula paper, and I decided to go with a cotton paper from Hanamula, which is the Hanamula. Uh, cotton photo rag. Now the difference between this paper and the photo rag I was using from Moab is that uh, the Hanamula paper has some kind of a magical coating that holds the tones perfectly. It's amazing. And of course you pay for that quality. But the most important thing about the Hanumula is that it's not only beautiful, but the cotton rag is highly archival. It's uh, some of the most archival paper you can get. It's considered to be museum quality. So I like that about it as well. But In addition to the Hanamula and the Kansan, there are a lot of different kinds of papers out there. Of course, Epson makes uh, a line of papers that are all considered to be very good. And HP makes papers. Canon makes papers. There are other, uh, you know, Moab is out there. And there are a lot of other paper companies out there. So do your research. And my advice is before you start printing, try some of the sample packs where you can get a a small pack of 25 sheets of a variety of papers and try them on your printer and see which ones are your favorites because ultimately it's an artistic choice. You're going to want to use the paper that gives you the quality that you're looking for in your print and then add in the archivability on top of that. And regardless of what kind of paper you use, you can give increased UV protection with some of the UV protection sprays that are out there. And just be careful and do some research because some of them will actually alter the surface of your paper a little bit. In other words, maybe make it glossier or something like that. So I use the Hanamula brand on my Hanamula papers, and that works great. But uh, it's optional, but it will add a little extra UV protection if that's what you're looking for. And I guess that really kind of covers everything I wanted to say on this topic. I know I went over a lot of things. So maybe in summary, I'll just say if you're concerned about print permanence, remember a couple of things. Pigment-based over dye-based. Pigment-based prints are going to be more permanent in the long run. Um, Avoid OBAs in whatever kind of paper you pick. It may be bright white, but if you can avoid the OBAs, it might last a little longer. Uh, Those are the optical brightening agents. And you can usually find out about OBAs on the paper manufacturer's website. I know that Hanumula and Kansan both put that kind of information out, and I would imagine that most of the other paper companies will as well. And the last thing to remember is that the most important thing you can do to keep your prints archival beyond anything else is if you're going to display them, keep them out of direct sunlight and put them under UV glass. UV glass, as I said earlier on the Wilhelm research uh, information, UV glass adds a huge amount of uh, longevity to your prints. So that's a big one if you're really concerned about archivability and long-term quality of your prints. That's all I got for this episode. If you stuck with me this long, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.